Daily Telegraph. It is time to chat with Mitch Cohen and get all the latest in the news. G'day, Mitch. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, you, and good morning to all the listeners. Yep, it's um, really starting to heat up. It's a beautiful day in Sydney, isn't it? It's um, finally we've we've got a nice summer day. I probably won't be um, venturing too far from the office, unfortunately, but uh, plenty of news during the round. That's for sure, mate. Uh, what about spending fifty million on a horse? What's doing? Fifty million might actually be light if um, that's what. Um, well, yeah. if everything comes to fruition, David, um, it could be. I understand as much as sixty million uh, potentially wow. um, if if uh, all the T's and C's um, hit the mark. Obviously, we're talking about Storm Boy, uh, the brilliant Magic Millions winner, unbeaten Magic Millions winner, and Golden Slipper favourite. Now, this deal isn't done yet, Dave. Um, but it's understood it should be done in the next 24 to 48 hours uh, that Coolmore win the race to sign Storm Boy. Well, sign Storm Boy. Uh, we're not in the uh, NRL codes, are we? Uh, to uh, purchase Storm Boy, uh, the majority sharing Storm Boy, obviously, and uh, obviously a big future stud career. Now, Storm Boy, obviously, out of Justify, um, obviously a triple crown winner himself and, and a horse at Coolmore, obviously, stands. So he's a brilliant son of of one of theirs, it makes sense that they'd want him. But there was a bidding war for this fella. Obviously, he's the probably the the smartest two-year-old colt in Australia at the moment. Not obviously, he he certainly is with runs on the board. Um, but look, at the moment, it, it, it's it's a fee that looks around probably around twenty million. I understand. Um, but with the Provisio, if he wins the Golden Slipper, that will go up further. And then if he wins the Triple Crown, that'll go up further again. So we reach um, if he reaches all those targets, which they are targeting, $60 million could be approaching his thing, which would make him the most expensive racehorse ever sold in Australia. Now, what would you do with $60 million, Dave? I want to do with $60 million. God, I've been on an island somewhere. Have to be. But um, I tell you We're what... We're on an island, after all. Yeah, very, very well played. I'd love to know the, um, you know, obviously we, when you, you talk about, you know, the, the value of a house, right? So, you and obviously it's all opinion-based, but you can go, right, well, you know, the house is in this location, it's got this many rooms. Why that value? So obviously, and, and obviously it might not be able to be answered by you, Mitch, and I'd have to get, you know, a, a Tom Magner on or, or someone from the breeding game, but why that horse is worth, would be worth 60 Purely, be, purely because they, you know, the, the service fee and the amount of mares they can get, or it's just fascinating um, how you'd those. Have to, you'd, you'd have to say, David, it is fairly indicative of the market we put ourselves in as an industry. Though, I mean, you look at every sale now; the the, the sale prices go up and up and up. So, um, by it stands within reason that so do the price of the stallions, um, so does the price of everything in the sport, which is probably something that. I mean, eventually we, we certainly have to get to a tipping point of how high they go up. Now, you look at the horses that won the Golden Slipper, the likes of Vancouver and Piero, they were rumoured to be around the $40 million mark. So that was a fair few years ago now. I mean, Piero was over a decade ago now that he went through, um, obviously, uh, the Slipper Series and, and the two-year-old Juvenile Series unbeaten. But um, still, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a horse at the moment. It's hasn't reached that $60 million mark, obviously. He's still got to tick those T's and C's. But um, as I said, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of part and parcel with the game now. Everything's pretty, pretty pricey. Mm.
Mm. And it's a lot of money for a horse that's only won a restricted race on the Gold Coast. Yes, it had the, the time on the clock, and yes, it was visually very impressive, but is there something back here in Sydney that uh, can match motors with him? Uh, we've only seen him a couple of times. I know, and the other thing, too, is um, I guess it's a lot of money for... I know he's got the old man behind him and, and breeding, but it's um, a lot of money for a horse that we don't know whether he can he can throw good young horses. So, I mean, it, but I guess that's the breeding game in general. You just don't know. Well, that's right. And and it, it should be stressed that um, the, the deal hasn't been confirmed yet. And it all he also hasn't won these golden slipper and, and ticked the other boxes. So at the moment, it's sort of in the realms of, you know, 15, 20 million, which is still a lot of money for a horse that's won uh, Magic Millions two-year-old classic, mind you, as you said, with with good times and things like that. But obviously, um, Gay and Adrian, um, we've seen, have how many smart colts in their stable? It seems like they've got a new one every week now. It's fair to say that this bloke is the top seed at the moment, but um, I think that he's going to have to clash with some of his smart stable mates in the coming weeks and months. Now, Gay and Adrian are keen to follow a slipper path with this fella, um, similar to what they did with Dance Hero, or Gay did with Dance Hero when he won uh, the Triple Crown uh, many years ago now, and, and he'll go through the skyline. Now, the skyline's not in the same uh, position on the calendar as it was previously, but he'll go through the skyline to that slipper, um, but then the other Colts will be will be going in different directions, Dave. Okay, all right. So that's the Storm Boy and everything that will unfold there, and that's going to be a fascinating little side story uh, to a big carnival in general. Uh, speaking of uh, that big carnival, mate, um, lots happening. Uh, so there's autumn plans for the other stable stars from uh, this particular stable, of course, the Waterhouse Bot Stable. Yeah, we saw so many of them trial on Monday, Dave, that... Of note, obviously, Espionage, obviously a terrific winner of, of that Breeders' Plate and Shangri-La Express, another unbeaten colt who was unbeaten. Now, those two are probably going to follow a similar path through the autumn, looking through that Silver Slipper, Todman, Golden Slipper path. So that'll certainly, um, obviously, been a path that has produced plenty of slipper winners in the past, and will certainly see where those two measure up. Another horse that stepped out was Prost, uh, who won the heat that Shangri-La Express was in. He'll go towards the Canterbury Stakes, um, which is a few weeks early, only a few weeks away, really. So um, pretty exciting. But then the likes of Straight Charge, he obviously had that setback, um, but he's back on track now. The the path for him is uncertain on which way he goes. But uh, look, um, these two-year-old races in the next sort of six weeks, there's going to be nowhere to hide, is there? It's uh, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's what um, this time of year is all about. And before we get... Uh, to the later part of the carnival, these two-year-olds are, are the ones you really want to follow. Gary Portelli has uh, a guinea's assault with NCAP he's planning. Speaking of Gary, yesterday, he's obviously uh, NCAP. He was the real surprise packet of uh, of the spring for Gary, wasn't he? He was a horse that he thought maybe he was a class one maiden horse. And then all of a sudden it took a flying militarised to run him down in that golden rose. He, he looked the winner um, inside the 50, but... Uh, Obviously, Joe Marrera had other ideas, and that's did Chris Fuller. But uh, look, um, Gary's keen to throw him in the deep end again, and why not? He, he'll go through that traditional um, three-year-old path through the Sydney Autumn, uh, through the Eskimo Prince. Then it's uh, the Rain with Guineas is, is top priority. But if um, if I guess you, you've got the luxury there with the Australian Guineas so close, um, you decide who's going where, and it's a Group One game, isn't it? You want you want to win the Group One, so if 
the Australian Guineas looks like the better target. That's where he'll go. But he's come up really good. He'll trial again next Tuesday, Dave. Okay, that's next Tuesday for NCAP. Uh, now, Jeff Penzer, great to see him back at the races. Isn't it just, Dave? He's obviously one of the, the real stalwarts of, uh, well, and a, and a fan favourite, to be honest. I think a lot of punters uh, look for Jay Penzer in the race book uh, around New South Wales. He's certainly one of, been one of the hardest working jockeys over the past two decades. Um, one of the most prolific in Australia, really. He's written over 2,000 winners. There's not many that can say that. Now, he's been on the sidelines um, since we know that pretty horrific fall at Taree at the end of October, which saw uh, himself, Lachlan Scores and Courtney Vanderwerf all uh, unfortunately taken to hospital. He fractured a few ribs, spent a few days in hospital. He, he told me yesterday that it wasn't as bad as it sounded. He had people calling him um, thinking it was uh, it was really bad. But he said it was just um, one of those rib injuries, which is obviously very, very sore at first. But um, once you got through that initial period, he's, um, he's come along quite well. And, he, and he's felt good for a couple of weeks now, but he's just waited that um, three-month period. That three-month period ends on Monday. So he'll be straight back in this shuttle on Tuesday at Goulburn, uh, which is great to see he's actually got to have a little bit of a Christmas New Year period off, which is, which is nice for Jeff. Um, I'm sure he doesn't get many of those. Um, but, yeah, a frustrating few months. He obviously had that broken collarbone before um, that fall. So, fingers crossed for Jeff. I'd touch wood. I'm sure I speak for many that uh, would love to see Jeff back in the saddle. He's obviously, um, yeah, as I said, uh, a, a man that plenty like backing. And tell us, uh, William Haggis, he's going to come back. He is going to come back, Dave, and isn't that good news? Obviously, um, he's really uh, had a had a great run of our Sydney carnivals. He keeps coming over here and stealing our uh, our autumn loot, doesn't he? Um, but why wouldn't he come back? He's uh, obviously started with uh, Dave a few years ago, winning back to back, and then came over last year with Dubai Honor, and it looks like Dubai Honor will be coming back to follow a similar path. Uh, through the autumn as he did last year, Dave. Um, that'll be uh, the two Group 1s, hopefully, um, that they'll contest, um, culminating with that clean Elizabeth States where he's a clear 450 favourite now um, with a few horses um, heading in different directions and things like that. But uh, he'll be the horse to beat again if he comes over in any sort of form that he was last year because he just was, was so brilliant. I, I dare say Tommy Markwin would be on the plane as well um, to ride him. There also could be a chance that Desert Hero... Uh, comes over for the Sydney Cup, Dave. Nothing confirmed there, though. Uh, it Hero, obviously, owned by the great King Charles III. So um, that'd be interesting if he had a Sydney Cup runner. Very much so. Great to talk with you, mate. Uh, look forward to uh, chatting later in the week, all right? Cheers, Dave. Mitch Cohen there from the Daily Telegraph. We'll be back very, very soon.